welcome to another episode of the Stadium Journey Podcast. Thanks for joining us. You can find all of our 2,500 stadium reviews and counting, news items, and other feature stories on our website, stadiumjourney.com. Connect with us on all of our social media channels at Stadium Journey. Don't be afraid to like, don't be afraid to comment, don't be afraid to share our work. We like it when we're interactive. You can find audio versions of the Stadium Journey podcast by searching HIAC Talk Radio Network on whatever podcast app you use or look for us on Spotify. Video simulcasts of the podcast can be found on Stadium Journey's YouTube page and our classic back catalog can still be found at vocnation.com. We've been doing this show for over four years. Can you believe that? And all of our podcasts are still there. We record live every other Tuesday night at 8 Eastern at twitch.tv slash danlaw83. Let's take a minute and introduce the starting lineup. Dave Cotney's here with us. You can follow him at ProFan9. Mark Fiquez can be found on the social medias at Ballpark Hunter. Dan Calachico, the above-average comedian, is here. You can follow him at DanLaw83. And I'm Paul Baker. You can follow me at PuckmanRI. So just a reminder, guys, uh, if you're watching us for the first time, we're formatting things a little differently. Actually, this message is for those of you who have been following for four years. Uh, we're formatting things a little bit differently now on the podcast. We've separated into two shows. We do interviews in one section, and then uh, we're going to do our trips and maybe a timely topic in the other section. So we're going to create two shorter podcasts, in theory, as opposed to one big long one. So we hope to be able to give you better recaps of the art of stadium journeying this way without making our podcast last for three hours or so. So this episode is dedicated to our travels over the last couple of weeks. Uh, covering late July 2021. So let's jump into where we've been since we last got together. And Dave, man, you ended a big drought last time we talked, but you ended a, ended a bigger drought this week. Why don't you tell us about your trip to the Rogers Center? Okay, so yeah, it's uh, it's it's two podcasts in a row where I actually have a visit. So actually, I have a couple of visits this time. So last weekend. Uh, started off with a trip to London, Ontario. They actually are doing something that we don't do a lot in Canada. They did a, they have a little ballpark tour at Labatt Memorial Park. Uh, and Labatt Memorial Park is the oldest baseball grounds in the world. Still. Um, I'm sure Mark will say something about how it's Fuller Field in Clinton, Massachusetts, but Basically, between the two of them, they've been bouncing back and forth with Guinness. And currently, uh, the official title is Labatt Memorial Park is the oldest baseball grounds um, that have been continuously used. So the oldest baseball grounds in the world. Uh, opened in 18, 1877. I was looking yep. it up as you were saying it. Yeah. And, and I think the big difference between what they were saying on the tour, which was, I mean, it was okay for... Like it's there's nothing overly special about about Labatt Memorial Park. It's you know it's it's more a location than anything else, um, and it was more like a little history walk and whatnot. For five bucks, you can't go wrong. It was that's all it cost. Um, but they said really the big difference between the two is that in London at Labatt Memorial Park they've actually moved home plate, so it, the current location of home plate is not where it originally was. Um, but you know, the, the tour was, was interesting. Probably the, one of the more interesting parts is they have, um, an Osprey that has nested on top of the lighting standards. And, you know, I guess the city of London was a little bit worried about this. So they, they painstakingly had, 
had built this perch um, and, and moved the osprey nest in, I don't know, at some point when, when the birds weren't there or whatever. And um, so it, the perch is, is kind of past um, left field, past left field. And you could see it from the ballpark. And uh, the ospreys decided that they didn't like that spot. So they moved the nest like piece by piece back on top of the lighting standards. So, uh, um, oh, yeah, that's real nice that you we're going to go back to where we were. Yeah, Thanks. Yeah. Thanks leave, it to, leave it to humans to be like, we don't want yeah. you here. The animals yeah, going. That's yeah. wonderful. Yes. Yeah. Now, I'm not sure how serious they were or if they were just kidding around. But uh, during the tour, they said that periodically people will have fish dropped on them because the river, the Thames River is right behind the ballpark behind the tree line and the ospreys will go and grab some fish and periodically it'll you know drop into the crowd or whatever so i i don't i'm not sure how how true that is but uh you know it it, it was okay it's not something we we do a lot in canada i mean we do have uh a tour for rogers center which is is probably one of the worst tours i've ever been on it, it was just really uh dull i think maybe we'll go again sometime in the not too distant future because we went like a few years ago um, and then after after the tour, we kind of hung around London a little bit, drove, uh, Jackson and I drove and saw um, Western University, which is a big school in London there. Uh, our, our rivals, our biggest rivals um, for Laurier, uh, just drove around the campus there a little bit, um, drove to Budweiser Gardens where the London Knights play and, uh, you know, the, the home of the Hunters. Um, grabbed something to eat, went for a walk, and then it was time we watched uh, the London Majors. So the previous uh, week, I had talked about the London Majors um, going to Welland <clears throat> to see the, to play the Welland Jackfish. So this game was the flip. So it was the uh, it was the Majors hosting the Welland Jackfish, and I, I actually got to see something that you know I didn't think it was that big a deal like eons ago. Um, but now, <clears throat> especially now when the way that baseball seems to be, it was a, a, a complete game shutout. You know, how often do you see a pitcher go, go a full, a full nine, um, and do a shutout? It was, yeah. Uh, again, it, you know, probably between London and Welland, those are the two, um, best ballparks, the, the, the two, uh, best, um, supported teams in in inner county and maybe you know i was a little too snobby with you know knowing how kitchener is with <laughs> just a few bleachers and whatnot and knowing that toronto like the toronto maple leafs um the ba baseball maple leafs i mean they don't even have any stands where they play at, at Christie pitts and you know now they don't have any stands but they also don't charge you anything so you can just go bring your launcher and sit and watch for free so, you know, we're kind of rolling through the uh, inner county a little bit and, and getting a little bit more experience. So, uh, but we had a good time. It wasn't, it wasn't, uh, it didn't have that, that minor league feel as much as Welland did where, you know, there were, there were just promotions and, and it, it really had that kind of minor league promotion feel to it. Um, felt like the, the, there was a little less work that was involved for the people running it and maybe it would there's dead, the London majors have definitely been around longer than the Jackfish. Um, and, and, you know, some great names that, that, that had played at Labatt Memorial Park. Well, uh, Fergie Jenkins, after he retired, um, he actually played for the London majors, uh, for a couple of years. Um, 
And then, you know, like Ty Cobb played there way back in like the kind of the independent years, um, you know, the D Detroit Tigers would come up and play an exhibition game and, you know, play Ty Cobb. Uh, uh, a few other guys were there uh, in London. They did have um, Denny McLean play, which I guess is a bit of a, a thing. So they had to drive him up by limo and he wouldn't <laughs> pitch. He played catcher. And apparently when he, when he played catcher in first base, uh, he hit like 360 or something like that. So, <laughs> okay. So, yeah. That was, Who was that more was of a impressive. pain in the ass, him or a Ty Cobb? <laughs> well, like, I, I would say Denny McLean because like Ty Cobb only came up for, you know, it was an exhibition game. It wasn't okay. like he was playing for a London team. Whereas, whereas uh, Denny McLean was playing for a London team. So, uh, it, you know, a good time, um, something different to do. And uh, yeah. So, Labatt Memorial Park. Just happy that you're going to places again. Yeah, it's it it's, is. It's it's been too goddamn long. Yeah, it's it's nice to be uh to be rolling around and and um you know getting a bit of a couple kilometers on the car. My car's like, wait, wait a second. What's this? What are what are you asking me to do here? All this driving all of a sudden. So, <laughs> and, and then, mind your own business. <laughs> and then uh, I I lucked in. I don't know how I lucked in. Um, you know. My friend Mark, who, who seems to know everybody, uh, somehow finagled his way into getting us um, tickets for the the breaking of the 670-day drought. So uh, we were lucky enough to be at Rogers Center for the very first Blue Jays game back. And uh, yeah, it was, uh, it was pretty emotional. I saw an interview um, after they interviewed Charlie Montoya, who's the manager of the Jays, and and they did, you know, the video montage or whatnot. And, and what was neat about the video montage is, is they didn't interview players or anything. They went out and interviewed fans and yeah. said, you know, hey, you know, like, I just want to say thanks for for sticking with us. And thanks for all of the joy that you brought me. And, and we understand. I mean, we often have this view of, you know, these athletes and they make millions and they're, you know, pampered and whatnot. But like these guys... Uh, you know, they didn't play at home all last year. Um, and maybe that wasn't too terrible. You could situate yourself. In, well, it wasn't in, Buffalo, Buffalo. So I was going to say it wasn't well, Buffalo. So it's pretty terrible. Um, but like this year, there, there, until just very recently, there was no home, right? Like they, they, half of the team had never played at Rogers Center as a Blue Jay. So, it was it was a pretty emotional uh, return. Charlie Montoyo is like he's like I had to keep looking down so I wouldn't start to cry. And um, you know, Toronto not the loudest place. Not uh, well. I mean, I guess we were when in 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 the playoff years and whatnot. Okay, I was gonna uh, I was gonna say I, I know you were loud about one thing. I, I was, well, I was, I was, <laughs> was watching. Pretty, that was pretty loud. Actually, I'm not sure if. To be honest, I'm not sure if uh, if the Carter home run was louder than the bat flip or not. <laughs> you guys traumatized a young Dan at like 10 <laughs> years old. Freaking Joe Carter. I don't like him, Dad. But that's okay. Hey, we we sent you we sent you our, our Hall of Famer and, and you got a World Series out of it. We did. We uh, listen, no complaints. I just I just think like it, we joke around about the Joe Carter thing, but it was um I watched, I forgot to tell you, and we used that example. Uh, let's talk about volume at the uh, Rogers Center. 
I mistakenly forgot and watched every game winning hit of a World Series compilation and somehow forgot, probably because I buried it, that 93 <laughs> was coming up. I was just like, I wasn't mad. I wasn't sad. I was like, man, that was clutch. He hit, he yeah. hit that thing so hard yeah. and it was yeah. over. Yeah. Sorry. Go ahead. Well, and if he actually, if you ever have the opportunity to, to see an interview with, with probably um, one of the most annoying baseball players ever, uh, Ricky Henderson, um, Henderson will, uh, will claim credit for that home run because he was on base and, 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 you know, Mitch Williams wasn't really fully invested in that batter because Ricky was on base and Ricky was the whole cause of that, of that game winning home run, which is completely ridiculous. Uh, but yeah, it was, I mean, it was great to go out. What they're doing is uh, the capacity is 15,000 um, at the moment until, until the province goes into a, a, a different um, stage in, in returning to everything. Uh, and funny enough, they announced the uh, attendance at 13,000 something. And, and, you know, everybody knew that it was a sellout. The, basically, all the games are sold out, except for maybe you could get your hands on some um, uber, uber expensive seats. Uh, but yeah, the 15,000 includes all the players, all the concession people, all of the ushers, you know, bat boys, everybody, broadcasters, everybody. So, you know, if, um, if the, the president of the Blue Jays decides to go to the game, March Pyro, that's one less ticket that they could sell. So, uh, I mean, you know, they, it was kind of rough in, in some cases, like the concessions, you know, you had to keep saying like, you know, you kind of joke in, 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 in my head, I didn't actually say this to anyone, but you know, like, what is it your first day? It's like, well, actually it is a first day. It's everybody's first day. <laughs> haven't been here. And even if they were here two years ago. Right. So, um, but the, the upper deck was, was completely not used. And basically what they had was between the, the third base, between third base and first base, those were kind of full capacity seating. So uh, we were in the TD club, um, which is amazing. I mean, they're ridiculously expensive seats that my friend Mark somehow got a hold of. And uh, we were uh, right behind home plate, but it, you know, it was, it was packed in that, in that area. Um, everybody had to wear their masks uh, unless they were eating. So even if you were sitting there, you were supposed to wear your mask. And then past kind of the bases throughout the outfield and 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 down the lines, um, it was like pod seating, so it was a little bit more spaced out. Uh, one of the things that they did do is they had the the ginormous flag out there. Um, they had, they had uh, all the players run in from center field, kind of like college football style, and it was <laughs> underneath flags. Like they had all these flag bearers. Well, all the flag bearers were um, frontline workers from Toronto General. Oh, so, nice. So that was pretty nice. cool. Um, nice. And uh, they brought in the giant, giant, giant flag. That I, I, I'm pretty sure it, it's uh, the flag. The flag is owned by the Hamilton Tiger Cats because they do that every game. And oh, uh, gotcha. so anyway, the the Canadian military people were were in charge of carrying out this flag and and uh, you know uh, rolling it out and then rolling it back up. That's the big deal is oh. putting it all back together. <laughs> Takes a military operation to do that, I think. <laughs> but literally. Uh, 
they when they went to their seats, all of the military were in this one line that was maybe about eight or ten people wide and went from kind of the, the bottom of the section to the top of the section. And that was the it was almost like the barrier between the full seating and the pod seating. So you all the way around you you had like regular seating and then just um this military group there and and of course there's always idiots there. And so some idiots decided that they were going to try and get the wave going in the, uh, in the, in the top of the first, <laughs> which wasn't very successful, but after later on, they actually did get it and it came, the wave comes rolling around. And I, and I wasn't sure if it was just going to stop at that military line or. <laughs> oh yeah, that's right. Like, does it just but go? No, they, they just partied on the, the okay. all the army guys that were like, Woo, so. But it was, uh, you know, it was great to be out. We had a great time. Um, wow, it had been a long time since I've been downtown Toronto. My favorite parking lot is now a hole, uh, <laughs> which is going to be soon a, a giant condominium building. So I'm going to have to come out. Oh, no. Come up with a, a, a new parking plan because the number of times I've been to Rogers Center, like my parking situation was down to a science. I knew the exact best way and in and out and. So anyway, but it was great to be out and uh, and had a great time um, in Toronto. So the big question, did they win? <laughs> the Jays did win. They won. Uh, they won 63. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to be real. It's like even for you, I'd be like, oh, man. They won. No, I, I, and that was a big thing, you know, uh, you know a big kind of emotional win. It, it, it helped that they were playing Kansas City and, <laughs> and Kansas City's pretty terrible. Um, but you know, there's no love lost in Toronto for the Kansas City Royals after, ah. after uh, you know, both the both the years that they won the the World Series, they had to go through the Blue Jays to do it. So uh, in '85 they won, and then in 2015 they 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 beat the Jays in the bat bat flip year. So um, you know, we bat got to flip. see. That's so amazing. That flip. I don't know who's mad at that. Like, I can see the team, well, the other team being mad, but like Fred on Twitter, how dare he? What are you mad at? That was amazing. Well, I, I understand the, the idea of being upset when someone flips their bat and kind of shows them up. But to me, uh, like this wasn't a, a 13 to two win in the middle of May. It was, you know, the first playoff series for the Jays since 1993, and it was the last game, and it was so clutch. Uh, you know, it's like, literally clutch. Yeah. That's when it. that's what you reserve that for. It's the yeah. moments like yeah, that. Absolutely. Look at the footage. Like after it's hit, there is no footage that you can really, you know, everything is shaken up and down because the place is they like they nobody can hold a steady camera it's going so crazy there so yeah no they did win and that was and that was pretty awesome so how long does this stay in place when do they start allowing more tickets sold what's the because like the i know it wasn't but it's saying it seems like in the states it was like okay go (laughs) Yeah, I, 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 it wasn't. Because, in some but, states, I think it was, you know, okay, we're good. Go. Well, because, uh, all right, so the example for like the Flyers, the Flyers were like, all right, we'll let five in, we'll let 10 in. Okay. 
well, we're not going to the playoffs. So next season, we'll start with a full house. Uh, and I know the Wells Fargo Center went through, they put in that new, that suggested um, uh, air filtration oh, okay. system that's sucking in air, out air and, mm-hmm. and getting it the, fuck out of that, the heck out of that building. And, um, and that, so it's, you know, barring a few things that need to be changed over here for attitudes and how they're treating the virus still, uh, which I won't go into. That's a whole other podcast. Um, it's full speed ahead. What's it look? What's the timeline for? Well, uh, up here. So with the Blue Jays specifically, they have only sold tickets for the first three series, which are basically in a row. So if you want to go to a game like late August, unless you're a season ticket holder, uh, you're going to have to wait to buy okay. those tickets because they what were when they started opening things up. Uh, Ontario had a three-stage approach, right. and it was based on the number of, of vaccines and what the percentage of of people were fully vaccinated and all those kinds of things. Uh, we're now all in stage three, and we have not yet, um, and I think it's coming actually next week. Uh, word from the province as to to what the next step is and how that's going to look. So. Uh, you know, the, the Blue Jays, 15,000 right now, uh, Toronto FC, um, as well as uh, Montreal and Vancouver, have all been given permission to finish um, the Major League Soccer season at home. Uh, the Canadian Football League is is starting to kick off next week. I mean, I have my eye on, on getting to see the Argonauts this year. Um, those tickets aren't even on sale yet. Like, the Argonauts... Now, the Argonauts have, have two weeks that they're on the road to start because other provinces are kind of a little further along the line than where Ontario is. Uh, so, like, I, the Argonauts home opener is, is April 23, April. Oh, my gosh. I hope not. August 21st. <laughs> I just, um, yeah, for a second, I was like, wait, what? <laughs> it's August 21st, and, you know, those those tickets aren't on sale yet. So, 15,000, that seems to be the magic number, whether it's Toronto FC or or the Blue Jays or whatever. Smart. But everything is is going short. It's, you know, piece by piece by piece by piece. Uh, with the Blue Jays, you, you have an option, right? Like you can, you know, you can go behind home plate and, and, and be in with everybody. Or you can go and get, you know, pod seating, you know, which are sold like, in twos, like you have to, you you can't buy right, just a yeah, single. Cool. You have to yeah, you know, yeah. buy two or buy four or whatever. I like that's a good idea. So you know? All of those kinds of things are 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 still, you know, it, like the wheels are still turning, and it it it, it good. seems like we're not really sure where it is. Um, we're getting dates for things, which is amazing. Uh, you know the 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 OUA football season, which is my big deal. Um, the band Genesis Genesis had uh, Canadian tour dates uh, three months ago, and I was like, "Yeah, do you know something I don't know?" <laughs> like, what's going on? Yeah, I'm so, good. Yeah. No, that's good. I'm glad. Like, um, University what about, sports have stuff have dates uh, what is, lined up. What uh, are they yeah, saying about the NHL? That's what I was going to ask. Yeah, yeah, good. The NHL is still it's still too early. I mean, they haven't even released a schedule or anything like that. Um, Ooh, wow, because the American teams all have, have them. Do they? Yeah, yeah. We oh. can, the schedules are out, man. 
I'll check. Uh, it's but you know the OHL traditionally starts in early September, which is far earlier than the NHL starts. So you know there are dates for all those things. What that's going to look like, like the Kitchener Rangers have not yet announced how that's going to play out. Um, you know, some maybe even the smaller stuff. Uh, so the the CEBL, which is like a, a, a small um, basketball league that features a lot of Canadian talent that runs in the summer. I mean, that's running right now, uh, and they're 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 taking fans in uh, in Hamilton and in Guelph at, at same sort of thing, a, a reduced capacity. Um, so Maple Leafs have the schedule out. Yeah. Oh, okay. Uh, to, go ahead, continue. I'll give you the date. Yeah, but that's they haven't really said exactly what's happening yet, um, and and I I don't think they want to go beyond what is really going to happen. They don't want to, you know. Sure. Oh yeah. Well, we're gonna we're gonna have a full house, um, and then have to backtrack and say, well, you know, we were gonna have a full house, but then the premier said no. I um, I was thinking like. I mentioned the concert the, the like they're going to I'm assuming kind of like the Foo Fighters are doing that. By the time we get there, I, I don't really have a doubt that the shows are going to happen, but I think they're going to have to be like, listen, you got to be vaccinated to come in or you're not coming in. Well, it's and just that's, the way it has to be. That's really um, the big issue now is the idea of thou shalt be vaccinated and you know, some people believe it and some people don't. And uh, we are, we're pretty much staring down the barrel of some elections coming up, right? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah, you are. <laughs> we're, 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 we're pretty much believing that, that we're going to have a federal election in October. Um, nothing for sure yet. It, and, and our system isn't like the American system where it's kind of like clockwork, you know, election is this time and this time and this time. Doesn't matter. Um, there is a term limit, but the prime minister can call an election really anytime in between. So term limits. Yeah. Uh, with, with that, who knows? Right. Um, and as much as we love sports and whatnot, that's not even, that kind of stuff isn't even at the, the top of the, the media list. Like right now they're talking about schools and, and, and should, you know, should, unvaccinated kids be allowed to go to school or or should they be required to do distance learning or what about all these kids like we do we have vaccinations up here for um kids 12 and and over uh anyone yeah, younger than we, that we got that too now yeah. they don't have them yeah and, same, and that, same here i think yeah. it's the science but you know so what about all those kids who aren't vaccinated who are younger you know what is their what is their risk and or how does that all play in? So that seems to be more of the bigger story um, and concern as opposed to, you know, like the having the Jays back is great. Um, you know, we're looking forward to one day at a time. You know, <laughs> we're looking forward to those things. And, and, and truthfully, I think a big part of it is, is the outdoor versus indoor. So, that's a um, yeah. I was gonna say because you were saying you can go anywhere really in a stadium and get away from somebody that's not closed yeah. off. You know, it's like yeah, I'm breathing the air above me. It's cool. Yeah, uh, with with dining, you like we're in stage three now. Finally, you can go and eat inside a restaurant with stage three, um, where <laughs> before you could only like you could you could eat at a restaurant. You just 
in stage two, you could eat at a restaurant, but it had to be outside on the patio, which isn't the biggest deal in the, in the summer, but you know, it's not doing, summer all year round up here. I won't be doing that for a long time. Not, not no. this day. Uh, by the way, the Maple Leafs, October 13th. Okay. Against the so abs. That's, that's uh, as, as more, that's as normal. It like a schedule is, it seems we're getting back to that, that sort of normal start date, right? Which leads to a very short off season, which I understand that athletes aren't happy with, but um no, no, I, I, I'm glad you, I wanted to piggyback on that real quick because we got other visits from the other boys to do. But when you said about athlete, athletes, you know, have this perception of people, we got to get to a new age in my feeling where we got to throw that onto the owners. <laughs> like, like, some athletes, sure, but it's like they're humans too, guys. You know I, what I, I mean? To kind of end, end it off, I, I would say this, and um, they had, uh, Interviews I actually saw today. Interview with with Mark Shapiro. They had interviews with Charlie Montoya of the Jays. Uh, Mark Shapiro is the president, um, and they both said one of the one of the things that was was really great about this entire situation is they didn't have players complaining. Like yeah. these guys had probably more hardships this season anyway, more hardships than you know any of the other Major League Baseball players. Uh, they played at in in Florida for a while uh, at their um, you know at their spring training location. They played at Buffalo, their AAA location. They didn't complain about about facilities that were substandard, or they didn't complain about lighting. They didn't complain about any of those things. Now, on the flip side, uh, the Jays sunk a whole bunch of money into Dunedin to bring it up, uh, you know, to major league standards. They sunk a whole whack of money into into Salem Field in Buffalo, improved the lighting, improved the clubhouse, improved all those sort of things too. But you know, the Jays' top brass is saying that that the players have been excellent. And nobody's really complained about Good. anything. So Great. that's nice to hear. Meanwhile, the Phillies have QAnon on their team, so it's fun. <laughs> and uh, Mark, you and I were kind of in the same neighborhood. We actually saw each other a couple of times over the last couple of weeks. We were both yeah, in the great we, state we of North Carolina. Carolina. So let's, yeah, uh, where Virginia. shall we start? You started in Virginia? Yeah, I did too. That's right. Oh, my goodness. Yeah, yeah. No, well, actually, it was in Tennessee. I, I, I did three App, Appalachian League games, uh, Greenville Flyboys at Pioneer Park, Johnson City Doughboys at TVA Credit Union Ballpark. Ooh, that's a long one. And then Elizabethtown uh they're called the River Riders, uh, Riverside Park, Joe O'Brien Field. That has a new corporate name. Can't really think about it. Uh, my favorite of those three were probably Johnson City. I was there for Thirsty Thursdays, and my goodness, the, the amount of beers that they had on tap was insane. And they were selling for $1, $2, and $3, depending on the ounces. And what I like about that ballpark, it's an old-school baseball stadium that has some modern finishes and some recent renovations that kind of spruce up it a bit. And one of the cool part, cool sections is the, uh, it's this two deck outdoor bar. I think it's called the pier down the third baseline where it's an open bar, tables, boots, the second level's right on the field. And Thirsty Thursdays, there's no better place to be. 
you know, as long as you're not driving home, take an Uber. Uh, and I, I just had loads of fun there. I just couldn't believe how amazing this ballpark was. The place was packed, covered grandstand with fans to cool you off. And even downtown Johnson City was nice. Uh, it was about a little over a mile away from Yeehaw Brewing Company, which looks to be in an old train depot. And there's also the White Duck Taco Shop, which has tacos with uh, grilled chicken, uh, Korean beef, Yiru meat, all BLT, all sorts of weird options. And they're not small tacos that you finished after a couple bites. Uh, they're, they're very, uh, uh, they can fill you up. You get a couple tacos and they can fill you up. But Johnson City, I didn't know what to expect from the town. I don't think it's a place you want to be for a few weeks, uh, I mean, a long weekend. Uh, but definitely for the night or overnight, uh, a lot of fun. And of course, you can just drive about 15 minutes away to Elizabethton and check out another ballpark. And there uh, you can do a lot of outdoor activities, uh, river, uh, you know, paddle boating, tubing uh, down the river that goes in back of the ballpark. As for the stadium itself, it's sort of like a, a mismatch facility. Uh, football grandstand on one side, a random bleacher seating down the other side. Atmosphere is not as happening. They still had Thursday Thursday when I was there. So you, you were still getting dollar beers and $2 beers. I had loads of fun in Johnson City and Elizabethton. And like they're right next to each other. You can do two baseball games in one day. You can even do Greenville. Tennessee as well. Uh, if you're into U.S. history, that's where Andrew Johnson's from, the 17th president, not one of our most dis distinguished presidents, uh, but you can definitely do some tours there. So that whole little area, uh, I lied. You can do more than, than a long weekend there in, in all three of those spots. A lot of fun. Glad actually, I did the trip. I, I had a... Uh, you've been there? I have been to Andrew Johnson's house. I got the passport really? stamps, the National Park passports. You have to prove it. Oh, look at that. See, I didn't have time to do that. Here I am telling people you just go there for overnight and you can, you know, a couple of days between the three cities. Yeah, I love going to presidential historic homes and, and libraries. So it's a shame I didn't get to see that. But who knows? It's only a seven hour drive. I may be back in, back there one day. Right around the corner. Uh, a lot of fun. So those were the three I did. Yeah, those were the three I did. And then the next night we met up in Danville, Virginia, which from that area, I, I want to say was a four-hour drive for me. And, I, of course, I took the wrong route. I went through the mountains, which two-lane highways going through mountains. Yeah. It got me to Boone, North Carolina, which is another fabulous little town that I think people should see. They're also home to a summer collegiate team, which was uh, not there, but I got to see the ballpark. But we met up in Danville, which uh, that was kind of the first leg of our tour. Yeah, you, me, and a few other state Yeah. So what do you yeah, think about American Legion Field? And, uh, it was okay. I, I liked the crowd. I, I liked how you can get food service there. I love the Otterbots name. Yeah. I just didn't, I didn't think it was – there was ant. Eh. It, it was, I was expecting a little bit more, you know, when we had uh, Austin Sharon, uh, he really talked up a good game about it. And, and he, I got to, ha I got a chance to talk with him. Uh, it feels like there's, they're limited at what they can do at that ballpark right now. So I'm hoping in the future, we're going to see a lot more crazy stuff like we saw in Burlington. Right. 
Right. Yeah, I think you're right. I think they're they're, they're, they're uh, not... early on in the process. Yeah. Yeah, early on the process. And when you go to Danville, you feel as if like it's their ballpark, but they haven't fully uh, embraced what they can do there because there was a lot of empty spaces down that left field uh, part of the stadium. I was like, man, they can they can have a lot more going on here. And their concessions were, I mean, they had nice variety. I mean, it, it wasn't as if, but yeah, they 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 had the otter tots, which were tater tots with cheese, jalapenos, and bacon bits, and they had a fried bologna sand, fried piece of bologna on a burger, which one of the uh, concession people told me not to get. But they you're told right; me the same it, was, thing. it was just basics. <laughs> Yeah, they told me the same thing. Like, don't have your concession people tell folks from Stadium Journey not to get the bologna burger. I mean, let me make that decision for myself. Not that I would get it because I hate bologna, but how uh, dare you? I, I like, I like, I like the crowd. There was a great crowd. I love the fans. I love when we were, you know, I kept having to get up and down on my seat because there was a young lady serving people. I thought that was a cool little feature. So I think they're kind of in that permanent, permanent spot of uh, making some bigger changes there. And I think they're going to do a great job because that Otterbot's name is fantastic. I, I love the mascot there too. He was extremely active, but I, I think you and me can agree that Burlington was just amazing, amazing, amazing. And the, uh, the Otterbot was not a bot. He was just a, a fuzzy, cute otter. He was. He wasn't, you know, like Godzilla and Megalazilla are two different things. Right, like our... Uh, our You're right. You're right. He was just an otter. One of our correspondents, uh, Aaron Terry, who was <laughs> with us, said, I was expecting a Transformer otter robot thing, and I got yeah. this, this fuzzy stuffed animal, which was nice. It was he was very active mascot, but he was not a bot. Yeah. Yeah, he was, he was not robotic, you know? Yeah. Uh, uh, maybe we could tell Austin that. Austin, where's your robotic otter? Come on, man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And then, like you said, uh, on from Danville was the big event, the Stadium Journey Convention at Burlington Athletic Stadium in Burlington, North Carolina. We had, we ended up having seven correspondents join together. And uh, it, it was just a, a fantastic time. The, the sock puppets uh, and Anderson Rathbun, who was on the podcast a while back, did not sell yeah. it short. The, uh, they pull out all the stops at Burlington for the game day atmosphere. No, it was, uh, I mean, I was, the only bad part about that game was that it was raining. Not enough to damper the mood, but enough to kind of, uh, come on, really, it's like, it's been hot as you know what down here the whole week and it has to rain this night. Uh, but yeah, old, old covered grandstand, good crowd. They're expecting a sellout for that night. And if it had not rained, we would have had, I don't I, I thought it was a, a nice crowd there to begin with. Uh, but as soon as you walk in, they have socks that the little kids can design and make little sock puppets. Uh, they had balloon, uh, balloon sculptures. They had face painting. I was there with uh, a buddy of mine, Zach, his little daughter, who fell in love with the atmosphere there. Yeah. And she wants to go back to every sock puppets game and, She's, they had a marching band. They have this little kind there, of saying, yeah. they go, sock, but the marching band. Yes. I, I mean, and the food. I mean, they had they had their own beer, sock puppet pilsner. They had red oak beer on tap, which you can only get in North Carolina. So, of course, you're not going to be able to get it in Virginia. Uh, and the prices were four to five bucks. I mean, yeah. you, 
the beers are not that expensive in the Appalachian League, even on a non-thirsty Thursday. Five bucks. And yeah, I had these. I tried. To I met some really nice there. people there. Yeah, the yeah sock, and sock that, that was, was a good. tasty beer. I would, I would recommend it. Uh, food was your, your basic hot dogs, grilled chicken, burgers, nachos. Uh, but you know, the, the alcohol was pretty nice. I actually was with a friend from New Jersey, Kim, and her husband showed up. I haven't seen Kim since 1997. It's, it's been a minute. Uh, last time I saw her, she was going off to North Carolina. I was going off to Indiana to school and, and we never came back home. Uh, she was there with her husband. They had a great time. Their sons didn't have such a great time. They're not baseball fans but i appreciate you guys coming out and uh and, and sticking through the game but uh only problem with that game is with the um the, the sock puppets got rolled big time merchandise my goodness did they have a ton of merchandise any type of hat you wanted they actually ran out of some of the sizes of a cap that i wanted so that was a little bit disappointing, but love when somebody can take an old park. And, and here's another thing. You went, you enter the stadium. It says, welcome to Sockto. I mean, it's, they just did, they did everything that they explained they were going to do. And I probably expect more. I would like to see two sock puppet mascots walking around <laughs> sometime soon. Yeah. Just, just a great time. If you have kids and you live, with within a reasonable distance from Burlington, North Carolina, that's a, a great place to go with your children because they're going to love mascots. They're going to love the kid activities. Adults are going to like the, the price of beer. Uh, I think it was like $10 extra to get all you can eat food, which was insane. Uh, free parking. And it's just an old school baseball atmosphere. I, I wish I can go back there this weekend. If there was a game. I really, that was probably one of my highlights of the trip was that Sock Puppets game. Nice. I don't know how you felt. You, yeah. you, I mean, we, we went to so many other ballparks. I don't know how you felt. Uh, I hadn't I guess we'll to, talk after. I hadn't been to Burlington in 11 years, and I got to say, the place looked amazing compared to what I remembered. Okay. They've really kept it up well. Uh, coat of paint, um, like, and everything you said about the atmosphere was spot on. It was fantastic it was great to see what they've done to the place it looked miles better than what i remember it in uh, 2010 so uh where did you head on from burlington uh next day i went to durham i went to durham bulls athletic park i had been there before but i had to go back because it's one of my favorite ballparks i know i've been on this show before and sean aronson cover your ears my man i think that's my favorite minor league ballpark now I said it. I'm sorry. I love St. Paul Saints, but Durham Bulls Athletic Park is something truly amazing. It almost doesn't even feel like a AAA ballpark. It reminds me of sort of like the, the Omaha World Series, uh, TD Ameritrade. Uh, that's something a little bit above AAA. Uh, you walk in, all your concessions are on the interior underneath the grandstand. That's not that common in modern AAA ballparks. It looks much bigger than it should be. Uh, I love the bull in left field. I love how it has the covered, the has a slightly covered grandstand. Uh, once again, once you walk up into the outfield area, there's different areas, uh, food trucks, there's some outdoor bars, there's some party patios. 
Uh, there was a spot where they had Puerto Rican cuisine, which they had a little bit of Cuban cuisine in there too. It's kind of, guys, us Latinos, we eat different foods from our uh, what? countries, but that's fine. It was, a nice little, it was a nice little spot. Yes, we do. Not Costa Ricans, you know, we, we're not eating uh, Cuban sandwiches, even though we can give you some some good bat- batidas if you want some. But that's a different story. Anyway, there's a brewery there. Uh, they make their own beer. I did not get to try that because I was eating the Rita's Italian ice with the custard. They actually had a good slice of pizza there. I was like, okay, you guys have pizza in Durham. What the heck's going on here? Uh just had a lot of fun there. It's just such a nice atmosphere. They had the, the instead of the Fenway green monster, they have a blue monster with a giant screen that looks like it's painted on there. Uh, so tons of fun. We got to see the bulls snort a couple times for home runs and the kids ran the bases and my friend's little daughter wanted to go to another baseball game. That's how much fun she had. Nice. Yes. I just want to shout out uh, Xavier Max seven. Uh, for the subscription subbing to the channel and Xavier Max said no problem Mark's an old roommate from ISU so I'm stopping by to the support the stream <laughs> I just wanted to shout him out live on here and on the podcast so it was on uh, uh, I'm going to give a, a biggity 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 shout out to my man Jeremy he knows I know exactly who that is and Xavier <laughs> McGillicuddy uh, that's one of our aliases that <laughs> We, we have used in the past for some pranks. I don't so even Xavier know. Xavier Mac. As soon as you said, as soon as you said Xavier Mac, I'm like, okay. I don't know who that is, so. But I wanted to I get that on the that podcast is. and on. I wanted to get that on the episode and on the live stream before, uh, in a break. But when what you were Good, saying, yeah. Thank I, you. Yeah, you the, both you guys would get along. You have very similar interests. So uh, does anytime, he call it pork anytime. roll? So, uh, he's from, I'm kidding. Uh, he's I'm from kidding. Southern Indiana, so he has no idea what the hell that is. <laughs> he calls it baloney like the rest oh, of us humans. Real quick, real quick, this yes or no question. The arena at the Indiana State Fairgrounds used to be called the Pepsi Coliseum? Uh, used to be called the Pepsi Coliseum. Okay. That was, okay. yeah, it, okay. it was. It's, it's called the Indiana Farmer's something or other yeah i don't know i was watching i was watching i was watching old monster truck footage from like the mid 90s and it was at indiana state fairgrounds and on the background it said pepsi coliseum and it was at the same time the nordiques were still or just not active like it was like 94 90 between 94 and 96 i was like yeah that's weird it's called the same thing (laughs) sorry good yeah, some people. Yeah, some people still call it the Pepsi Coliseum, and oh, wow. depending on your how long you lived in town, you know what they're talking about. So yeah, Durham. I mean, and then you have that American tobacco uh, thing in the back, an old tobacco uh, factory that has been converted into shops and, and bars and restaurants. I mean, it's it, it's you know, Durham, Bull Durham, a classic movie that made minor league baseball what it is today, and uh, they are definitely. Uh, showing that at their new stadium there and i i had a great time that's where i started feeling that heat though that was like the first day i was like man it is roasting here so that's where i went the next day where did you go i think you're somewhere after burlington i went to winston-salem and uh caught a game at truest truest point 
or is it no truest points high high point oh, truest stadium that's there's hot. so many true there's hot. so many truest yes. i get them all mixed up but yeah winston Salem, really no, really nice downtown right. ballpark right off the highway uh the the biggest negative to the place is the parking because uh it's got a giant parking lot right beyond the outfield wall in center field but you can't park there unless you reserve in advance online so you can't just go up and pay uh your ten dollars to uh to go park you have to go through an app and everything luckily i was i checked out the uh the website and found this out and reserved a spot and it was a nice short walk fantastic uh winston salem downtown there's some nice places to eat we stopped at a great brewery before the game had some lunch and had a beer what's it called uh they advertise at the game Foothills, founders, founders Foothills? Foothills, yes, Foothills. Yeah, uh, but the ballpark is, you know, it's vintage. I think I'd say it was vintage '90s design. It's got the concourse that wraps 360 degrees at the top of the seating bowl, with the uh, luxury boxes and press box up above, so you can see the ballpark from wherever. Um, yeah, like you said, Mark, it was a hot day. It was a Sunday afternoon game. It was hot. We were able to find a spot where we could spread out a little bit and get a little bit of breeze. Um, Really enjoyed the ballpark. I got a review I've got to write from that place. So uh, really enjoyed Winston-Salem. I would say our present review overrates it. It's got it at like a 4.5. It was good. Wasn't that good. Um, you know, food was decent. Crowd, Sunday afternoon crowd. So it was smallish. So lots of room to walk around. And uh, yeah, it was a good time. And balls, I don't know if this is typical, but the balls were flying out of the ballpark that day. We must have seen eight or nine home runs in the game we, we were at between Jersey Shore and Winston-Salem. Jersey Shore. I got to get used to calling them the, the Jersey Shore Blue Claws. Yes. Uh, but, yeah, Lakewood. So, yeah, so Monday I, I had a day off. I did go to the Greensboro uh, Grasshoppers gift shop, but that was my excitement for baseball. And, and we did uh, watch A League of Their Own. My friend's little daughter watched it for the first time, loved it. Loved that movie. But uh, you went to baseball on Monday. I yeah, did. One of my favorites. And uh, I am sporting the cap. From the Forest City Owls. There you go. Now, Forest City is a small town, population about 7,500. Tiny, tiny town. Used to be known as Burt, Burnt Chimney. I wish they would have kept that name. That's a unique Yeah, name. I was going to say, that, that'd be a great Burnt baseball chimney. name. Yeah. Burnt Chimney, yes. Um, but, you know, if you're, looking to make your, if you're looking to make your uh, town sound attractive, calling it a Burnt Chimney is probably not that great. So it's now no. Forest called Forest City. The team name is the Owls. The ballpark is uh, McNair Field. The reason it's called McNair Field, it is it is named after Bruce McNair, the former owner of the Houston Texans. He is a native oh. of Forest City. He played American Legion ball and high school ball in Forest City on the site where McNair Field is now built. He donated, He can, his foundation continues to donate to local high school kids for scholarships, but he also donated him and his wife over a million dollars to construct this beautiful gem of a ballpark in this tiny little town. It, I had such a great time there. We happened to be going there on a Monday night. It was raining all day there. We actually went and climbed a mountain. We climbed a Chimney Rock, which is about an hour away in between Forest City and Asheville. Not Burnt Chimney Rock? No, this was chim- just Chimney Rock. And it was Rainy Rock. Yeah, we Denise and I have been to Chimney Rock, yeah. And Denise at the bottom, and at the bottom of Chimney Rock. out of her wazoo. At the bottom of Chimney Rock is this awesome brew pub. Right on the there's a river or a stream that goes by called That's Hickory Nut Brew Pub. Do. And we sat there in the downpour, under an umbrella, watching the water flow by, 
drinking our fantastic uh, hickory nut beer. So it was a, it was a great afternoon. That, that did topped, look fun. That did yeah, look fun. We topped it off with a baseball game. I have never seen a grounds crew work so hard to get a college baseball game in. We had a two-hour rain delay, but I didn't care. I was talking to all the locals. Everybody was so friendly. I was wearing our new Stadium Journey hats that we got at the convention. So uh, a couple people recognized yeah, the site. So I got to talk about the website. and We got to talk about our travels. So that was a lot of fun. Um, the uh, PA guy was on point playing rain songs all during the delay. Uh, pulled out some some oldies but goodies, some obscure songs. So that made it fun. But this little ballpark, man, it's got everything. It's got your your little grandstand. It seats about 2,000. So it's got the box seats down front, the bleachers up back. If you want to sit in the beer garden, they have tables that line the uh, right field line with weight service and everything. It's got a patio deck where you can sit up there with tables and you get weight service. And if you pay $5 to go, I think it was $5, whatever the price was, it was very affordable. And for the whole game, you get weight service, you get dollar hot dogs, dollar popcorn, dollar waters, and like $2 beers. What an incredible bargain. For $5, for $5 extra. I, yeah, I think that's what it was. I actually okay. just wrote a review on this, and it's up. It's live today as of the day we're taping this. Um, there's tables on the other side. There's just whatever kind of way you wanted to take in the game, it's there. Uh, small town feel, uh, friendly, friendly people. I, I felt like I was a Forest City honorary citizen by the end of the night. It was just a wonderful a great experience, and it's why we go to these little ballparks. Why we search the country looking for gems like McNair Field, man. It was just a fantastic place. To and, and that's a newer stadium, too. That's not that's not an older facility that somebody spruced up. Somebody built that for the, 2008. And, and, 2008. Yeah. The, the team moved from Spartansburg right over the state line to Forest City. Yeah. And we'll Spartansburg, Spartanburg a little bit later in this episode because that's where I wound up on my last ballpark. So, right. yeah, my, Tuesday. Yeah. Tu okay. So that was Monday. Did you do any other ballparks Monday? Yep. Just that? No, just that. Um, yeah. As as you may or may not know, listening to this show, uh, the way the minor leagues are doing their schedules this year is teams are playing the same team for a week. So every Monday is a travel day and they play yeah. a six game series in every city. Tuesday through Sunday. So every Monday, every minor league team has off. So that's how I found Forest City. They were the only team in the area playing on the Monday. So Tuesday, I moved on to uh, a new ballpark in the Independent League in Gastonia, which is a small city about a half an hour west, 20 minutes to a half an hour west of Charlotte. Brand new ballpark for yes. the Atlantic League's Gastonia Honey Hunters. Uh Game ended up getting rained out after five innings, but that's all right. It was still a very memorable uh, experience. Now, the ballpark, it's called – it's got a corporate name. It was originally called, like, Fuse Stadium. Um, it's got a new name. But the, the thing that I remember about this park is it's – Mark, you talk a lot about social gathering areas and, and stuff like that and how ballparks are fitting those in to their designs. This ballpark is the future of ballpark design. It says oh, that it's, okay. it yeah, says I kind of thought seats, that too. It says that it seats five thousand, but there probably are only about about a thousand seats in the seating bowl. There's only five rows from maybe uh, very shallow left field around to very shallow right field. The rest of yeah, the ballpark, from foul, yeah, yeah, the rest of the ballpark is social areas. There was a section where you could sit on rocking chairs 
and watch the game. There are bar stools lining the entire circumference of the field. So uh, you can, then there are lots of open areas where you can gather with a group and do your thing. There was a big patio out in a short foul left field. There are all kinds of different places, social gathering areas, not traditional seating areas. No, no, you're absolutely right. I, I, I went there the day after you. I wasn't planning on knowing that I was going to be in Charlotte that night. And luckily, it worked out that I was there at four and then I was able to get to Charlotte at seven. Uh, but when I arrived there, uh, Jeff Johnson, who's part of public affairs, he and I talked for quite some time about how that ballpark was designed not just for baseball, but it right. was designed for lacrosse and soccer and concerts. And you're right, five five rows of seats from foul pole to foul pole. I've never seen that in an independent ballpark. You know, maybe maybe high school level, uh, cabana suites. Uh, they had – the rest of the ballpark was lined up with uh, tabletops and chairs. And, you know, they had a, an outdoor play area. They had an outdoor bar. It's just a very differently designed – facility and fortunately i was there during a, a, a rain delay makeup game at on a, two, on a on a wednesday not a lot of people there once again hot as you know what and it you know and i met up with uh uh with fellow ballpark traveler uh bart wilheim am i saying yep. that right yeah uh, he does some us. work for us on stadium journey he's written for us thank you because he's covered a lot of ballparks i mean i go to a lot of ballparks this guy makes me look like an amateur, but uh, he and I met up there for, for a little while before I, I went into the press boxes. It was just so darn hot there. Yeah. That whole fuse project, they're looking at having a brewery across the street. They're looking at uh, adding some other entertainment options to Gastonia, which, uh, you know, kind of needs some uh, little kick in the, you know, what. Yeah, absolutely. Gastonia is a, is a rundown city that maybe has seen better days. We went before the game, we went to this awesome steakhouse that is located in an old theater. It was the old theater downtown wow. in Gastonia. They've converted well, nice to a, a fancy steakhouse. Um, and when we went up there, we were sitting up in the balcony. Our table's up in the balcony. They show movies on the screen as you can look down into the kitchen and show movies on the back screen. Oh. The, the steaks were fantastic. We talked to the owner of the restaurant and he said that they're looking to convert now a bank that's a couple blocks up. So a lot of stuff going on in the Fuse District. The ballpark, like you said, Mark, is uh, going to be the center of the activity. They're going to, they play lacrosse there, high school football, uh, soccer, all the, it's designed to be multi-sport. And we took in the game from one of the drink, drink rails. We sat out in, uh, in left center field and took in the game. And it was wonderful because it was a hot night, but it was breezy out there. But then the rain came and there was an outdoor bar in center field. So we just ducked into the outfield bar. And since we were all yeah. stuck there during the yeah. rain delay, uh, the stand that's right next to the bar closed and they set us up with uh, hot dogs and chicken fingers and beers and stuff. We had a great time. Oh, me, me and a bunch of strangers who are now friends. So <laughs> that was Gastonia, a very interesting ballpark. They if you're a traditionalist, friend. you're not going to. Oh, yeah. It. And if, yeah. But, and also the food there, they had, uh, I didn't see the barbecue because it wasn't ready yet, but I was smelling it. And they also had Korean-inspired tacos. I have never seen that at just the normal concession stand there. So they're doing something a little bit different there, and I hope it works out. Because 
it is nice to see somebody build a ballpark that is a little bit different than the ordinary. And being that's kind of not a ballpark, it's it's supposed to be a multi-purpose stadium. I hope we get to see soccer. I hope we get to see football and, and other activities there because uh, it, it's it's built for that. And uh, good luck to them. And after you went so then, to, after you saw the Honey Hunters, you went on to Charlotte to one of the most beautiful. I, I, Yes, I, I headed up to Charlotte. I, I didn't hit any traffic. Everybody kept telling me, oh, got to get there early because you're going to hit traffic. But I, I got into Charlotte easily. I parked next door for five bucks in the, the, the parking lot. Very, very easy to get in. Very easy. to Well, not so easy to get out. Just wait till the traffic uh, dissipates. But yeah, Charlotte's uh, truest is it truest field. Truest ballpark. It's one of those names. I, I one of those truest bank names. So I, yeah, I was able to get in there. Yeah. Truest field. Uh, and I've never been there before. The last time I was in Charlotte was over 10 years ago to see uh, the old ballpark night stadium or the night castle here. You, what a difference the downtown setting and that skyline, the buildings are right on top of you in at truest field it's it's a beautiful triple a ballpark it doesn't break any new grounds I, I think in design but the views the open areas uh even in right field they have a, a little bit of an upper deck railing that reminded me a little bit of hartford's ballpark uh that i i found myself hanging out quite a bit uh they have a mascot homer that entertains the kids uh their gift shop my goodness this thing had Every type of cap that the team has ever worn in their history, shirts, uh, they're they're going with their alter ego, the construction cones, yellow hat with a construction cone on there. I thought about buying it. I really did. I even went back the next day. Just yellow isn't my thing. So beautiful views. When it gets dark, the skies light up as well, and uh, it, you get even a nicer visual uh and then once again uh i wish i had more time to enjoy but the game went by quick i think it was like a two hour and 40 minute game it was a pitchers it was a pitchers game it went by really quick i was like the game's over already great food great commerce uh you know my only problem i didn't see a lot of places to go to after the game that were in walking distance i i don't know if you remember when you were there but i I was expecting some spots. There was there was one place that had a rooftop bar. That's the only thing I can think of. Of course, you're also next to the football stadium. So perhaps things were closed for whatever reason. Uh, another thing that I noticed with that ballpark is um, if you go behind the left field, they have these nice brick displays of the old ballparks that uh, definitely some people may not notice that are there, but I knew they were there. So I went and checked them out and took some photos, but be beautiful place. It did not disappoint me. And uh, once again, was talking to some random fans about what I was doing. So they were very hospitable, show me some Southern hospitality, same thing with Gastonia. So that's, that's always a welcome too when people talk to you and tell you what to do in town. Yeah. So uh, it had been a while since I've been to Charlotte, but yeah, that, that view of the skyscrapers, takes your breath away and those weren't all completed when i was there so i imagine it's better okay. now yeah you were talking about restaurants on the other side of the park i don't know what the name of the park is beyond right field 
Um, there are some places on the other side there. I remember going to a nice pub with kind of a Viking theme to it. So I don't think it was a Norwegian pub per se, but it was, yeah, it, there, it was there a good was, place. There, yeah. Yeah, there was one place it was closed. So I just hopped in my car and went someplace else. But I was kind of curious if, if there was a place to walk to. I mean, no big deal. By that time, I was exhausted. <laughs> I just, I, my hotel was in Matthews, which was about a 20 minute drive. So I was like, I just want to get to the hotel. I'm exhausted. So I'm getting old. Some days I just want to go to the hotel after after the ball game. <laughs> it's, I, it's not how I used to be. I hear you. So, yeah. Good times, and then and then we both went to another new uh, a new ballpark on uh, different nights. We just missed each other. That was Canapolis. Uh, I'll, I'll let you go first. Tell me what you thought of it. Okay, All that the good, was the bad and the ugly. I was there on Wednesday in Canapolis. Uh, yes. I got to tell you, I, I loved this ballpark. Uh, one of our former writers, okay. Jared Goodman, says that it was to him it was just kind of a man ballpark. But I really enjoyed it. It's part of a, a whole like downtown new construction. The whole new downtown yeah. seems like it's brand revitalization. new. Revitalization. Yeah, well, it's not even a revitalization. Like the, the, everything's new. It looks like it's all built from scratch. The downtown is full of little okay. shops and very walkable streets. The day, if you're a racing fan, the Dale Earnhardt statue is a block away from the stadium. We checked that out. I missed that. Really nicely done little uh, plaza with the nice statue of Dale and it's very tranquil. It's got column like what I Bill and Ted it had really columns and steps. It was very tranquil. This had nice trees and benches and stuff, but also tranquil. Uh, we ended up hanging out. We got there a couple hours early. There, the one drawback is there's not a lot of places to eat, but we did find a nice brewery that is veteran run. It was called Old yeah, Armor was Brewery. So we hung out there and had a few beers before the game, and we walked over to the game. The ballpark, I couldn't believe. It's, this is a brand new team, just started this year. Every It seemed like every person in the ballpark was wearing Cannonballers gear. It was amazing how successful the rebranding has been from the Intimidators to the Cannonballers. And I really enjoyed the park. Uh, you know, the food was so-so. One thing I will say, Canapolis, take your mice traps and hide them. Don't put them on the concourse where everybody can see them. It's really not a good look. <laughs> So it was bark in the park. So oh man! When, when when yeah, yeah, yeah. But see, just, yeah, just see, have mouse traps. Just have park. You don't need any mouse traps. Yeah, yeah. I, no, I yeah. And I, I think I was there Tuesday night, and no, I enjoyed it too. I, I thought it was very festive. I liked uh, the the new branding as well. Beautiful colors. I thought their word mark looks excellent. Uh, they have an organist, an actual organist that plays live yes. music. I don't know if he was there. The night you were there but i was, was i recorded him a few times he probably he was like what are you doing i was like i just don't see live organist at league ballparks this is kind of exciting uh i there was a once again there's an outdoor bar with adirondack chairs and seats that was a little cool spot to grab a beer and and watch the game they had a bounce house that featured their mascot that looks very similar to dale earnhardt senior and uh, it was closed just because of covid even though the one in charlotte was open so you know you figure that out very open yeah wide open space uh you you got the there was like north carolina research center buildings in the background small little downtown uh where you could park for free yeah uh, yeah just a cool cool little spot i'm kind of uh, interested where that that leads to in the future. The kids area was really nice. That jungle gym looked like a lot of fun. I wanted to get up on there, but that'd be a little bit embarrassing. 
I'd wind up in somebody's TikTok. But yeah, I, I liked it too. I I heard I heard bad things about that ballpark. I also heard things about High Point, which we'll get to. And I was like, Ish, I'm glad I don't listen to what people write about because both of these ballparks were were quite fascinating. And my only complaint is I did not see the mascot. I saw him in the elevator going up to the press box. Uh, he walked past me, and that was it. Did not see him for the rest of the night. So I'm not sure what happened to him. You saw him the next night, so <laughs> maybe about a hundred times, yes. <laughs> yeah. I didn't see him. Did not see him at all. And it was probably one of the only games I did not see the obligatory mascot making his rounds or making her rounds. Okay. So uh, from Kannapolis, where were you headed? Well, that's, that's uh, Kannapolis. I wind up going to high point and I did not see a baseball game there. I did walk in and ask them, Hey, can I go inside and take some pictures? And the, intern or person working the desk said, okay, I'll be right back. And out came a count exhibit, Carolyn Cooling, who not only took me inside the ballpark, she gave me a personal tour. Uh, she showed me the visitor lockers, which are pink exterior. She showed me the suites. She gave me all the facts and info about the stadium, including uh, how they used old pieces of wood and parts of uh, the old furniture factories to build the lights in the interior of the gift shop that also features a bar. She showed me the old seats from different ballparks that were installed in one section. You can also bring your dog to any baseball game at High Point. There's a dog run, there's a kid's splash zone, and there's a park there that's open throughout the day that you can come and read a book or bring your dog. So thank you, Carolyn. You took some time off out of your busy day to help a ballpark hunter see something he not I, I just want to take pictures I, I didn't care if I got the tour but that tour was really was really a lot of fun and I appreciate you doing that so give that girl a raise uh, uh rockers organization she did a fabulous job you got to see a game there though so you got a little bit of a better experience than me I did I was there on Friday night uh the high point rockers against the uh West Virginia power they were beginning a homestand so we caught them on Friday night, like I said, and everything you said about the ballpark, Mark, I, I agree with uh, some of the extras out in the outfield, the splash zone and the, and the park, which is nicely done. were all fun. were nice touches. Uh, another great thing about the ballparks, Frank Viola is the pitching coach for the Rockers. Yeah. And he just kind of yeah, holds right. court, holds court out by the bullpen before the games, you know, talk to the fans and sign autographs. And he's very friendly, cordial. We missed Frank Viola bobblehead night by one night, but that's all right. Um, food wasn't anything, oh, food sucks. wasn't anything great to brag about, but again, another ballpark, much like Estonia, it's got a lot of different seating options. So we spent a few innings in the regular seating bowl. It's a little more traditional than Gastonia, but then there's a picnic area up in right field. We sat there for a couple innings and got a nice breeze and then sat in the outfield. So got to take in a lot of different angles. Uh, if you're into kitschy things, the world's largest chest of drawers is located maybe three or four blocks away from the ballpark so you can check that out and uh there was a great brewery we found again we did a lot of breweries on this trip this might be the drinkingest road trip i've ever taken with my wife uh this was uh this one was called paddles south really really nice place about two blocks away from the ballpark so all in all yeah great time um 
if I had to compare and contrast, because I did two Atlantic League ballparks on this trip, I liked High Point better than Gastonia, but they're very different animals. So they were both very well done ballparks. Yeah, yeah, I, I liked High Points a lot better too. But you're right, they're they're different animals, and both are there to to rebuild that downtown area. Yeah, and I just yeah. hope they get some more Atlantic League teams in the South. Yeah, it's uh, it, it that High Point, Greensboro, Durham, that. Winston-Salem area, my goodness, there's so many ballparks to choose yes. from. Where my friend lives, I think we counted about eight summer collision professional ballparks you can go to within an hour. I'm like, yeah. wow, could you imagine being that close to the, that many ballparks of that caliber? Plus, yeah. we're not even talking college stadiums during the springtime. So Exactly. A lot of competition, a lot of competition. Uh, Carolyn told me that on 4th of July – uh, Winston-Salem, Greensboro, High Point, and the Thomasville High Toms all had games that weekend, and they all had sellouts. Wow. So that tells you that people like their baseball player. Yeah, I was, I was wondering whether High Point's going to be able to survive because the Atlantic League strategy is always to put their, their teams right outside major markets. <laughs> so you hope, you're yes. wondering if the Greensboro, Winston-Salem, High Point can support three teams like that. Um, and well, High no, Point's you're right, because you're like, you're like 20 – like 20 minutes away from Greensboro. It's right. it's very close. I mean, very everything close. was on top of each other. Like, oh, it's going to be an hour or two. Nope, you're there in 20 minutes. I mean, you're in the same – you can get a hotel in Greensboro and hit all those ballparks. That's how close right. you are. That's, that's, and that's how we did it. While we were in High Point, we also uh, – I forgot to mention this earlier. We had checked out the High Toms, the home of the High Toms, Finch Field. Now, this was a little embarrassing because I read the schedule wrong. And the High Toms oh, were not playing and I went to visit. But when we went there to visit it, there was an American Legion game. So we caught a couple innings. It was at the state tournament. So it was. Oh, no way. That's awesome. Oh, that's and, uh, awesome. I, yeah, as we I were, was hoping to bump into an American Legion. Yeah, as we were walking towards the stadium, <sighs> we heard a ding of an aluminum bat. And I said, wait a minute. That doesn't sound right. <laughs> <laughs> and we got in when, there and it's like, when, these guys aren't college kids, they're high school kids. So. But we stuck on nice, yeah. nice old ballpark. I won't go into detail about it because everything was closed, so I didn't get the true experience. But a nice old-fashioned grandstand, yeah. giant hill in the outfield, giant hill in the outfield, yeah, in the left and center field. Yeah, so that was yeah. Uh, yeah. I, uh, I yeah, I was there several years ago to see a, a a high toms game, and it was a laid-back atmosphere. But it definitely, it's definitely what minor league baseball was like, you know, 30, 40 years ago to some of us. So. Yeah. Yeah, that's that stinks. You didn't get to see a game, but you actually did get to see a game. And, and American Legion ball, I'm not that yeah. familiar with it. Uh, maybe I've seen one game in my life in Salem, Virginia, but uh, those could be a lot of fun too if they're done right. So, yep. very nice, very nice. And, and uh, so the yeah. night before, so I ended. I the night before that, I was in Greensboro to catch the Grasshoppers. Okay, got to see them play in Salem actually. Those two teams, those yeah. two cities have never been in the same league before. They both existed for That's quite true. a while, but now, be, thanks to reorganization, um, they play each other. They call it the I forty series. Uh, big crowd on hand in Greensboro on a Thursday night, hot as heck, like you were saying. Uh, the Greensboro ballpark, not my favorite one on the trip, but it was okay. Our Current review that's up on the website gives it like a 4.7. Crazy, ridiculously overrated review. But 
not entirely inaccurate. I'd still give it around a four on our fanfare scale. Uh, like I said, big crowd. The, the big minus for me is you cannot walk all the way on the ballpark. But we saw one heck of a game. Um, Greensboro ended up coming back from a large deficit and winning it in the bottom of the ninth inning on a walk-off home run. What's interesting about Greensboro to me is it doesn't have like a front door to it. You know what I'm saying? The entrance is halfway down a side street. And the ticket booth is at the bottom of the street. Yes. So you, you walk down yes. to get your so tickets you know and you walk back up to get in the ballpark. I noticed that too. I wasn't even it's like there's something weird here. Now before I went to the gift shop, it had been a while since I've been there. And I'm like, okay, something's different here. But I think they had just built some additional buildings nearby. So uh, that that's what happened. Um yeah, it's it's a cool ballpark. I, it's a downtown setting. You yep. know, it's like if you drive your car, you're right by the outfield fence, kind of like in Dayton, Ohio, and in some other spots. It's kept up well. Nice array of, of gifts. Uh, my buddy was upset they didn't have any Don Manley throwbacks or Derek Jeter throwbacks because both of them played in Greensboro at one time in their careers, and that would make a lot of sense. But maybe that's a financial thing that Chris Creamer can tell us about because I know he's listening. Uh, <laughs> So, yeah, it's, yeah, just like I said, Greensboro, Winston-Salem, High Point, Thomasville, Durham, my goodness, Danville, Burlington, all this this synergy of, of baseball for for everybody to view there. So, yeah, it's it's really great going down there. And it's nice when you can see all of these ballparks. I had been to those places before, so they weren't really on my list. But here's the thing. I can go back and do another trip. I can do Asheboro. Uh, I can head over to Wilson. I can head to Zebulon. I can hit other ballparks as well. Uh, Martinsville that are in that area. Hickory as well. Asheville, not close, but it's on my way there. You know, I can head to Fayetteville, the the Florence Flamingos of the Coastal Plain League. They're moving into a new ballpark. Uh, I don't know how far that is, but who cares? You know, the Carolinas taking road trips, going to baseball games. That's like, that the Carolinas have to be one of the best spots to just take a road trip and see baseball and barbecue and beer. It's just so damn hot. I was dripping, dripping uh, sweat every five minutes. Every time I took my my hat off, just it rained. So (laughs) good times, good times. I ended, I ended, I ended my, my trip for baseball in Spartansburg, South Carolina, which is 30 minutes North of Greenville, another wonderful ballpark. Uh, I mean, I've been there before. I would have loved to get there again. I met up with an old uh, colleague and buddy of mine from New Jersey back in our roller hockey days. And we went to Duncan Park, which was built in 1926, historic Duncan Park. I've written about it on the site. They're home to about, I think, 400 or so Connie Mack seats, vintage stadium seats from 1909. And right now the stadium is home to the Spartanburgers of the Coastal Plain League, one of the most unusual names you'll find. Uh, but they do a nice job there. It's family orientated. I was there on a Thursday night, so I think the crowd was a lot larger than normal. Uh, I've heard they've had anywhere from 100 to, to 50 to 150 people at the game. Uh, and right now, the main grandstand is going under major renovations, so most of the seating is off limits. In fact, the PA people sit behind a giant fence that also features uh, signage that says Duncan Park. and You can't see them. Uh, but they they do a nice job entertaining fans. They have a, a tomato ketchup bottle called Tom 80, 
He comes around and entertains fans. Uh, they have a, a group of uh, staff members that dance and sing, and uh, they get people into the thick of things at the ballpark. Uh, there's seating down the foul lines that includes picnic areas. Uh, there's two bathrooms at each end, so that's convenient for folks. Nice array of merchandise, even though a lot of it was sold out by the time I arrived there. Uh, my only my only thing that was a little bit odd is that the Spartan Burgers have two squads. One is for the Coastal Plain League, and I don't know what the other one is, but they played another team that's not in the Coastal Plain League, and it was only seven innings. So it was a seven-inning baseball game. It wasn't a doubleheader. It was just a seven-inning game. So I have a feeling that was – and I don't know what that was. I don't know if the, the other squad is in the some kind of local amateur league. But, uh, yeah, Duncan Park, a historic place that has been hosting baseball for years. It was the home of the Phillies farm team. Uh, Larry Boa, Ryan Sandberg played there. And it's it was great to see that it's back in business because the last time I was there, I actually snuck into the ballpark to take pictures of the old seats. And I had to open up a piece of the fence, crawl in. You can imagine my big butt crawling into something. Uh, but this time I got to take in a seat. I sat in those chairs and enjoyed my time. So it was still very hot. I, I think Thursday night was a nice crowd and I wish them well. They uh, reminded me of baseball from uh, the early nineties. And I'm just, just was happy to fit in Spartansburg on my trip. And I think that makes a complete set of coastal plain league teams for the website. So that's also exciting to see as well. Nice. Nice. And I ended up my trip on the way home. I stopped in a brand new ballpark in Fredericksburg, Virginia, the Fred Nats Park. Um, boy, I hadn't traveled in the 95 corridor around the D.C. area in a long time. <laughs> Holy moly, the Welcome. traffic was horrible. I feel real bad. I was supposed to meet up with uh, with Kelly. Pam and I were supposed to meet with meet up with Kelly before the game, and uh, Kelly just couldn't do it. The tra- She got on the highway and sat. So I ended up having to turn around and uh, we ended up meeting after. She left two hours before the game started. Yeah. Two hours before we take her to get there. Yeah. Yeah, She never made it. She never made it. it. She gets an hour and I got a text an hour after she left going, I gave up. I'm coming home. Yeah. And she didn't get 15 minutes technically from the house. That's how bad 95 was. It was awful. We actually, we were stuck going the other way. Yeah, so I actually ended up getting off and going up Route 1 and made great time on Route 1. But anyway, this ballpark, <coughs> brand new, so it's got that shiny... Hold, hold on, I, I just want to preface this by saying that this is the team that used to play at the place I reference all the time, Fitzner Stadium, which was basically a diamond with metal bleachers around it. What Just, a difference. What a difference, Dan, from Fitzner. Holy crap. Yeah, they actually um, built a stadium. It's It's got that shiny, you know, it needs, it needs to be lived in a little bit. It's a little too yeah. new, a little too uh, clean. All right, some negatives. Let's let's go with a couple negatives first. It's in Fredericksburg. It's in, yeah, it's, it's at the <laughs> back. It's in the back of a shopping center. <laughs> so there's one way in and one way out. You got to weave through the Oh, I didn't know that. Back there. And there's a Is rotary. It a shop right? I don't know. There's a no, not down here. Go in. Nope. <laughs> so access is very, very poor. Um, there is. It's funny you say that. I just wanted to give you a little perspective. They were. Th- you know where you and Kelly met after the game? Yep. That's where the stadium was gonna go. Next to that. Hmm. 
So it was going to be virtually the same kind of deal. Yeah. And around here, cluster F. But go ahead. Yeah. Um, kind of expensive for a low A ball. I would say that. Got to pay for that stadium. And uh, it's got the 360-degree wraparound concourse, but the press box isn't elevated over the concourse. It's on concourse level. So to get from the first base side to the third base side, you kind of got to go way back and way around. It's almost like you feel like you leave the ballpark to go from one side to the other. <laughs> so that's kind of a design flaw. One thing that they did fantastically that I loved on the back of the batter's eye, they've got a history of Fredericksburg baseball display, which is incredibly done. And that, that was my highlight of the ballpark. So take that for what it was, for what it, for what it is. Um, the merchandising. Holy cow. They have merchandised this new team fantastically. Their main logo is a cartoonish George Washington. And I bought a hat there. I, I don't buy a lot of hats. Well, I got a new hat on now. This one only cost me $8 in Forest City. But I love the logo so much I had to get a hat. <laughs> <laughs> Hold on. Uh, hey, Kelly, I, bought, I bought a hat for two fifty in e emails. So uh, I'm with you there, Paul. Kelly just commented, what history? <laughs> <laughs> there was she a story myself, about like, what history. There's a story about somebody, was it uh was it Walter Johnson or somebody recreating George Washington's throw um of the silver dollar across the Potomac. Oh my God! And there was stuff about the old women's team that played there and the old okay. women's team that played there. All right, so it was interesting, but uh, yeah, a little sterile at this time. Let's give it some time to be lived in, and sure. then see what we think. Yeah, I'd love to give it some time to actually get to it. <laughs> when they said it was, I like to get myself an eight-hour head start. When they were, yeah, when they, you, know, you need to like go down the night before, stay at a hotel, and then go. When they announced it was going <laughs> yeah. to Fredericksburg, dude, uh, what did I tell you? We, I saw on this show. You did. I, I said, it's, 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 it's technically fifteen minute ride. Never gonna make it. Never gonna make it there. And the first attempt, I, it's happened. I'm done. <laughs> uh, route one is a great escape. Sometimes. Uh, if, if you're lucky and don't hit all it's the lights. Route one. God. Oh my God. So, That's so funny. I live, I grew up right, right near route one. Yeah. You, I was going to say, cause route one <clears throat> is what 95 is North South. No, that's, uh, that's the turnpike. Yeah. No route, sir. Route one. No, no route no. one goes from Florida to Maine. Yeah. Like so 95. Oh yeah. 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 Okay, 95. Yeah. Runs. But it has traffic yeah, it lights parallel. and less lanes. Yeah. And, sometimes, and that's what you used to drive before 95. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's what I'm saying. But sometimes, like okay. when, when, when Jenny and I went to visit um, Greensboro, we went to the WWE show. We driving down was fine, believe it or not. Driving there was fine. Driving back after four hours on 95, I said, I'm getting off. I'm driving up Route One. I can't do this anymore. And not only was the the drive better looking because you drove through all the towns, uh, I know there were people that were six hours behind me by the time I got home. <laughs> but yeah, I knew that was going to happen. I, you know, Kelly left early. I was like, mm, okay, yeah, it didn't work out. Well, we met up after the game real quick, uh, and oh, okay, it, was, it nice. was good to see her again. Yes, and sorry if yeah, my dog, if my if I wasn't nervous about uh, Roscoe. 
uh, I would have brought him, but I was good. I was giving him a rest. He had a he had a rough week. And then after, after yeah. Fredericksburg finished up our trip in Jersey on the shore at the former uh, oh, they used to be called the Lake of Blue Claws. Now they're called the Jersey Blue, Jersey Shore Blue Claws. And man, Jersey I've been to this ballpark Shore. in eight years. They really play up the Jersey Shore angle, don't they? Yeah. To to great success. Yeah, new ownership came in. Yeah. Well, uh, yeah, a lot of places down there do because you're not too far from the Jersey Shore. But yeah, new ownership came in and said, yep. boardwalk games, putt putt, yep. Yep. carnival food. No Zeppelis though. No. No Zeppelis. What? <laughs> no Zeppelis. Yeah. Beer All garden. Yeah, they. What bullshit? Okay. Bands playing throughout the game, yeah, which, was, no which was different. Um, yeah, beach chairs, lifeguard chairs in the outfield. Oh, uh, they had the boardwalk games. Chairs. They had that's been there, but yeah, but, but golf. And I had from the concession stand, I ordered a pork roll, egg, and cheese sandwich, which they cooked to order. So it was pretty good. Yeah, that's that's. Yeah, I know Trenton makes pork roll in different varieties, but. Uh, that you had egg and cheese, so that that's kind of the ideal way to eat it. One of the one of the ideal ways to eat it. So, yeah, good food there. The Primo sausage truck. I don't know if that was there that night, but uh, that that's always good eating too in Lakewood. And Thursday nights are good chicken wing night. Yeah, I really like that ballpark because it's. I think it's the only one in New Jersey that wraps around. It's always clean. It just has this very nice pristine look. And when I go home, I always try to hit up a, a Thursday night game. So I was a little bit jealous you got to check out a Blue Claws game because that's fun times. Yeah, and that was my trip. Any, anywhere else you stopped in, Mark, that we didn't hit? Uh, I, I stopped at the Tennessee Smokies ballpark on my way home. One, once again, I, I, I get there. They let you walk around. They were having that night if I had stayed. I don't know what you guys think of this. Squint bobbleheads from the Sandlot. They were having the casts from the Sandlot there. They said it was the largest selection of cast people from the movie were appearing at the game that night. So uh, they, they were going to be there. Uh, but my last, my last game was not a baseball game. It was a soccer match at the new TQL Stadium in Cincinnati. Uh, that was Saturday night. It seats, there was like 25,000 people at this stadium. And I got to tell you something, I, I worked in professional soccer in Cincinnati in 2003. And, and if we drew 50 people to a game, we consider that good. They are just over the top with uh, the stadium design, the food, the ambiance, the amenities. Holy I mean, crap. What the, league plays there? Beautiful MLS. It is MLS. I was going to say 26,000. Damn. Yeah. They uh, the outside of the stadium has a sh an LED screen shell, and it just lights up the colors of the ball of the soccer club, orange wow. and blue. It can also light up uh, ads and, and different messages. I mean, this thing is gorgeous. And once again, it's in a part of town that uh, is not redeveloping. It's it's a it's a residential area. It's right near Taft High School, but. I expect some really cool places uh, to eat bar-wise before the game in uh, in future years. And, you know, baseball game, you go there for the family entertainment. Soccer game, you go there to root on your team. You go there to have a night out with, with friends. And some of the friendliest people 
on my trip, just when I was recording, we're coming up going FCC and hey, how you doing? And are you a YouTuber? And I mean, it's just, it was a lot of fun. This two level team store, which was massive. I mean, it's a legit stadium. It's just amazing that, you know, when we grow up, Paul, we didn't have professional soccer. It was indoor soccer. And now we have these specific soccer specific stadiums that are just as nice as someone's some of the ones over in Europe. I had pro soccer. The North American Soccer League I had when I was yeah the you had the New England team at. Yes, well, we did. Yeah, I guess you're right. Yeah. Yeah. And there was a Rhode Island New team England too. Team for a year they or played so. at a Nickerson Field. Oh my god. There was that. Yeah. So it was uh yeah, I'm just excited. I was happy that I was able to fit that into my journey. And uh, I'm trying to get to Columbus sometime soon. And I'm going to be up in Chicago in September checking out uh, their new Division Three team along with a, a ladies team, the, the Red Stars. So that's going to be a doubleheader coming up, uh, I guess, sometime in October, September. So, yeah, that's as we move from baseball season, which isn't over yet, we'll start hitting some soccer matches. So stay tuned. But yeah, I, that's how I ended my trip, and I drove directly home from the game, and I got home about eleven thirty at night, and started school the next on, on Monday. So yeah, yeah. <laughs> my vacation, my summer's over here in Indiana. So oh well, I had fun. I can't complain about it. Yeah, it's been a long time since we were able to talk about epic road trips, and uh, sounds like oh, we both had fantastic epic trips. road trips. So uh, everyone, thanks barbecue, for. But- Thanks for yeah. We didn't get to get into the barbecue. That'll be a subject for another day. Uh, thanks to everyone who stuck around till the end here. It's been a long, great conversation. Dan, where could our listeners follow you online? Follow me at DanLaw83 and stay away from ninety five. Yes, pretty much any part of ninety five, but yeah, DC area especially. Oh, just just leave. Yeah. <laughs> Mark, uh, after the epic trip, you got any trips planned for the next couple weekends? And where can our listeners follow your travels? I may not be going anywhere anytime soon, but Columbus new stadium is definitely on my radar. So uh, I would love to compare that to Cincinnati's. That should be fun. Uh, you can follow me at Ballpark Hunter on uh, all social media platforms. Uh, check out my YouTube page. I have some reviews of some of the places I traveled to on this trip. I have maybe 30 different shows that I can put up and we're just getting started folks. So there'll be plenty of content in the future. So stick, stay tuned, subscribe and read stadium journey as well. We have some great reviews as, uh, from those trips as well from many writers, not just Paul and I. And uh, Dave is not with us right now, but you can follow him online at profan nine. And uh, Mark, I'm like you. Uh, after that big trip, we've got nothing planned for the next couple of weeks. I'm yeah. sure that will change soon. I'm, I'm good. I'm good for a while. Yeah, uh, I don't know. I'll, figure I'll probably out. sneak I'll up to, to someplace. Well, I think the St. Paul Saints are coming to Indy soon, so uh, I would find that fast. Would would find that interesting to watch them play. So I would probably check that out. And I do need to get up to South Bend uh, sometime this year because it's been a while since. We've done it. Well, it hasn't been a while since Stadium Journey's done a review. It's been a while since I've done a review. So, yeah, it'd be nice to hit that. Right. And uh, you can follow my Stadium Journeys on Twitter or Instagram at PuckmanRI. And don't forget, you can visit StadiumJourney.com to find all of our 2,500 stadium reviews, news items, and other feature stories. 
Connect with us on social media. We're at Stadium Journey. Like, comment, and share on all the channels. To find audio versions of the Stadium Journey podcast, search HIAC Talk Radio Network on your podcast search app or check us out on Spotify. You can find the video simulcast of all of our podcasts on our YouTube page. And our back catalog can still be found at vocnation.com. Remember, if you want to watch the recordings live, we record every other Tuesday night at 8 Eastern at twitch.tv slash danlaw83. Uh, join us next week or the week after, whenever it is, depending on when you're watching this, for a topic to be determined. So for Dan, Mark, and Dave, it's Paul wishing you safe stadium journeys and close games. See you on the road real soon. Cross the desert, bear man. I breathe the mountain air, man. I've traveled, I've had my share, man. I've been everywhere. I've been everywhere.